We'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for April 22nd, 2019. have about 22 pages to cover today. Uh, started out as a very small study and then it just morphed into this monstrosity. Uh, before we get into the main part of the study, I'm going to give you some Bible verses on fear, worry, and anxiety. Now, these are verses I think that we should be printing out and putting in our Bible, particularly in regard to the day and times that we're living in. And, you know, like this ministry that I am in, it is probably the most depressing stuff that anybody could ever cover. And I, and I admit that. And I'm sorry if I've put any of my listeners in fear, worry, and anxiety over the years. The thing is, is I'm not, this, the content that I'm covering is not my fault. And as a watchman, it's something that I feel compelled to get out there because I am trying to sound the warning. Also knowing that there's a lot of ministries out there that will not cover this at all. Most of the churches will not cover this information. So I've always felt there was a need to get this information out there. So it's a real double-edged sword for me. Because I don't want to put everybody in fear, worry, and anxiety. But at the same time, the information I'm covering is pretty horrific. It's truth. <laughs> it's part of the end times that was predicted. Granted, not every little detail was predicted, but um, it said it was going to get really bad. <laughs> and we're seeing a lot of evidence of that. So these are verses I would highly recommend you, um, you print out. You can copy and paste these off the PDF, put it in a Word doc, or you can just print it off the PDF. It's kind of on two pages. If you wanted it on one page, you could copy and paste it in like a blank Word doc and just print it out. And then keep it in your Bible. And they may be verses you want to go over every single day. Because as a man thinketh, so is he. So if you're constantly fixated on all the negative and on all the horrific stuff going on, which is valid... Still, that's not where God wants us from a mental standpoint because there's no faith in that. There's no faith in being fixated on evil and on all the bad stuff that's going around. Now, the bad stuff is stuff that we should be made aware of, I think, and we should have a heads up about. And that if we never knew about any of it, how would we know to pray about it or against it or, you know. So it's, it's a double-edged sword we're dealing here with this type of information this i believe is the remedy though at least in part so philippians 4 6 says be careful for nothing now that word careful in the king james in the underlying greek means to be anxious or to be troubled with cares i've also heard it say it's to be full of care not like we think of careful as like oh i'm really careful not to burn myself around like the stove or something it's not that connotation it's to me it's to be full of care anxious or troubled with cares worrying about like tomorrow and all the stuff that's going to go down uh, be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication so in other words when you feel like you're tempted to be full of care and anxious and troubled we're to go to god in prayer we're to go to, to god in prayer and supplication with thanksgiving meaning our attitude should be that one of thanksgiving like Lord, I thank you for this, you know, this life you've given me and all the, the wonderful things you've done and, and the fact that, you know, all the, the good things he's done for you. That is the attitude that we're to go to God with. Um, so when you go to God with prayer and supplication, 
You do that in an attitude of thanksgiving. And then it says, let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding. Now see, peace is the opposite of fear, worry, and, and anxiety, right? Isn't it? The, well, that's what it's saying here will be given to us if we go to God in this particular mindset and attitude. So which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and our minds through Christ Jesus. Then we have Matthew chapter 6. Okay, so, and just so you know, many times in the, particularly in the King James, when you see two words used close together and you're not sure about the first word, a lot of times the second word basically means the same thing. Like when it says prayer and supplication, they're very, very similar. The word supplication is actually translated prayer 12 different times in the New Testament. Okay, which is, well, the Greek the Greek word for it, which is Diasius. Strong's G eleven sixty two, Deasis. Okay, Deasis. Deasis. Okay, so anyway, that's the underlying word for supplication, the underlying Greek word, and um, <clears throat> so it's translated twelve times prayer, six times supplication, and one time request. So it's very similar to what prayer means anyway if, if you didn't if you weren't sure about that i wanted to clarify that matthew chapter 6 verse 25 therefore this is jesus talking so this were was his instructions to us to his disciples on planet earth essentially therefore i say unto you take no thought for your life what you shall eat or what you shall drink nor yet for your body what you shall put on is not the life more than meat Meat means food, okay, in the, in the KJV. That's what it means when you see that. And the body more than raiment. Raiment is clothing. Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns, yet that your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Which of you, by taking thought, and really, it almost implies like worry. Which of you, like if, if you were to, to worry about something, can add one cubit to his stature? cubit is a biblical unit of measurement typically from the tip of the middle finger to the bottom of the elbow stature is your height okay and why take ye thought for raiment consider the lilies of the field how they row, row and they toil not neither do they spin and yet i say to you that even solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these so solomon in all of his glory and he was the the wisest man that ever lived save jesus and you know the the richest man that ever lived saved you and you know god gave him all these things solomon could not even in all of his at his peak glory could not compare to one little flower in the field wherefore if god so clothed the grass of the field which is today and tomorrow cast into the oven shall he not much more clothe you O ye of little faith because we're created in god's image you know therefore take no thought what you shall eat what you shall drink or wherewithal shall we be clothed now the reason i'm saying that you need to print these verses out and put them in your bible is because as a man thinketh so is he when you're freaked out and i'm saying this as much to myself as anyone else i'm not acting like i'm on some high horse up here saying i never i mean look i'm immersed in this stuff all day long i'm immersed in this trust me more than you who's ever listening most likely because this is my life 
I mean, I've got to go and prepare these studies and it takes hours and hours and hours of me delving into this and being immersed in this all the time. And so, and a lot of people say, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you could possibly, you got to have the most depressing job on the planet to be covering all this watchman stuff. And I think God creates everybody different in the body of Christ to handle different stuff. And I've always been able to, to kind of deal with this, but it taxes your adrenal glands. It taxes your nervous system. It can be very draining. There's no doubt about it. And I mean, I have to, um, I need to do this as much as anybody, you know, so I'm not telling you to do something I wouldn't tell, but I, I really feel like that the Lord's impressing upon me to, you know, and it's not to say that these verses I'm covering today are exhaustive. There's a lot of other verses that are about fear, worry, and anxiety and the way that we should approach that biblically. But see, here's the thing. When you don't do what these verses tell you to do, then in a way you're sinning because you're not doing what Jesus commanded you to do. And that could hinder your prayers. That could allow the devil opportunity to come in and um, have his way because, you know, we're, we're not in the Lord's will if we're doing the opposite of these verses. And we're not being obedient to him. And Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. And these are, these are some of his commandments. They're not all. But I really feel in today's day and age, with all the garbage that is going on and that is coming at us, that the Bible predicts, these verses are more important than ever. And, you know, also things like, you know, forgiving those that um, have done you any wrong. Because if we don't forgive others, we're not going to obtain forgiveness, is what the Bible is what Jesus said. It says that many, many times in the Gospels. It's very important if you have any unforgiveness toward anyone. Because it says, think about how God forgave you. No matter what they've done to you, is it is it you forgiving them, is it greater than what God did did for us by forgiving us? By covering all of our sins in the blood of Jesus Christ and granting us, you know, entry into heaven? So he expects the same from us. He forgives us, but we better forgive others. And I know that's hard. I know that's not easy. Now, I'm going to do a whole study on that coming up. I'm going to do a whole study on forgiveness too. Because it's super mega important. Because that's something that can totally get your prayers hindered and totally allow the devil to come in. And, and, and you know, it's bad news. So anyway. Um, uh, so take no thought for your life. Oh, no, hold on. I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself here. Okay, so... Wherefore, take no thought, saying, What shall ye eat, or what shall ye drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. Um, for your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of these things. And when he's saying the Gentiles seek, in that regard, the only ones that were really saved when Jesus was talking about this, the disciples, he went to the Jews first. He went, the Bible refers to it this way. He went to his own. Jesus went to his own, the Jews, and the, his own received him not. But initially, he went exclusively to the Jews. And then afterward, to the Gentiles. Okay, so that's what they're in reference to here. For your heavenly Father knoweth that you have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So, 
you know, try to live, you know, uh, a righteous life through Christ, you know, the robe of righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for tomorrow, for the morrow, which means tomorrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. So whatever you got on your plate for today, that's enough. Now, obviously, you can't ignore that if it's something's right in your face and, and to have no care about something and if it's right up in your grill and you're dealing with it one-on-one. -on -one. But sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. So just take it one day at a time. Don't worry about tomorrow. Now, that also doesn't mean, I think, that when the Bible... Again, this is all about biblical balance. What, what about where the Bible says, consider the ant thou sluggard? You know, he storeth up his, his meat or his food in... in you know, summer so that he'll have plenty of food to eat in winter. Now, I know that's a paraphrase. Okay. Or the prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself, and the simple pass on are punished. And there's a lot of Bible verses about that. The example Joseph gave us in the Bible about storing up for the seven years of famine. Things of this nature. So, do as the Lord leads. But that doesn't mean that when we're doing those things, we're doing it in this, like, this, oh, oh, like, fear, like, oh, oh, we're going to, you know, whatever. I've made decisions in the past that were more based on fear and about this kind of stuff that we're dealing with. And typically, it comes back, for me personally, it comes back to bite me monetarily, you know. And it's not like I had this wicked intent in my heart, but I wasn't, I wasn't acting out of... Um, the prompting of the Holy Spirit is acting more out of fear of the future. Fear of man. And the fear of man bringeth a snare, the Bible says. So, again, I'm not saying I'm perfect. <laughs> I need to take, you know, heed of all these verses as much as anyone else. Uh, so let's go forward. Um, Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ which strengthen me. So, when you think you can't do something and you're worrying about that or have, but I can do all things through Christ which strengthen me. So you do it through the Lord Jesus Christ. First Peter 5, 7, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. So if you're in if you're having a lot of um, anxiety or care about something, just cast it on the Lord. Second Timothy 1 7. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So the spirit of fear is not given you by God. Now, fear of God, yes. Reverence of God, yes. But not the spirit of fear of man or fear of the situation or these types of things. Philippians 4.19, But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Now, again, this is why I'm saying print these out because even though you may be saying, listen, I get what you're saying, but... I know how my mindset is, and I know how I think, and I know I've got all this anxiety, okay? Now, what I would say to you is if you print these out and read these at least once a day, you're going to be programming your mind in a different way than it's been in the past. As a man thinketh, so is he. You put the Word of God into your mind, you're going to start memorizing it, which is really good, and you're going to start reprogramming your brain to think this way. This isn't, uh, just because I'm giving you these verses and you hear it one time, doesn't mean it's going to change anything unless you start to apply this to your life. So I think that's why it's, these are so important to print out and keep in your Bible or wherever you have your, your prayer list. Because this is going to put you in the right mindset to get your prayers answered and, and 
you know, to deal with other people too. Because if you're walking around in fear and anxiety, that's gonna it, you're gonna send an example to the to the unsaved and the saved around you that, you know, you're this frantic. Uh, oh man, I don't know. Uh, uh, you know, and you're gonna make bad decisions. You're gonna make bad decisions in that mindset, guaranteed. You're not gonna make godly decisions, and you know. Then you get into the reaping what you sow thing. So this is very, very important to make sound decisions, to be in this mindset. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I think I've read this, but Philippians 4.19, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Isaiah 26.3. Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee. Stayed meaning, you know, like you're thinking upon. Because he trusteth in thee. Trusting implies faith. And faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And with faith, without faith, it is impossible to please God. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So just by going over these verses, sometimes if you feel like every day... Well, you're going to be increasing your faith. These are verses that will specifically build your faith. Not every verse in the Bible, obviously, if you're reading about like the battle of AI or something. I mean, granted, all the Bible can be used to increase your faith, but other verses are more powerful regarding certain aspects you're trying to build within yourself. Psalm 23, 1 through 6. This is the famous Psalm 23. I pretty much pray this every day, just almost every day. Uh, because, again... The word of God being spoken out of your mouth is going to put you in a good, right mindset. And I don't mean like rote prayers where you're just praying all these whatever, but um, speaking the word of God, you're reiterating that in your mind. You're, you're reprogramming your brain to think that way. Psalm 91 is a great one too. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. So if you feel like my, my soul is in need of restoration, you know, because maybe it's been tore down and you've had a lot of attacks on you, well, this is a good prayer. It's a very peaceful prayer. You know, I know it's a psalm, but it's, it's a psalm of David. This is what David was a man after God's own heart. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in, in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. So, you know, it doesn't probably get much worse than the valley of the shadow of death. But I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. So, even in the presence of your enemies, he can prepare a table before you. Thou anointest my head with oil, which is kind of a sign of blessing. My cup runneth over. Your cup running over, and like, you're just blessings running over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Now, I've heard it said this way when you get to verse 6. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Think about like there's different angels with different assignments. Okay? And like the Bible talks about the spirit of adoption. That we can pray that for people that are unsaved. Well, that is a literal angel or angels that are assigned can be assigned to somebody 
to adopt them into the body of Christ. Does that mean they're definitely going to get saved? Not necessarily, but if you're praying for them the spirit of adoption, God knows how to woo that person to Christ through the Holy Spirit. Well, think of there's angels of goodness and mercy. When it says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, think about two angels, one called goodness, one called mercy, following you around wherever you go. That's a cool thought, isn't it? Well, as a man thinketh, so is he. Bible says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. But you see, you got to believe it. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And I'll also, too, I think that's why last week's study where I talked about breaking any curses on your life off you greatly helps with this whole process. And that was, I think, last week's, or maybe the week before, I don't know. We talked about the wind whirly and the... Um, and Derek Prince, those two teachings that I highly recommend. So, uh, going further... And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. John 16, 33. These things have I spoken unto you that ye might have peace. Jesus Christ talking here. In the world ye shall have tribulation. So we should expect tribulation in the world is what Jesus said. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Romans 8, 28. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. To them are called according to his purpose amen so even if something doesn't seem to be working out and you can't see maybe the reason for it or whatever god can work it out god might be teaching you a lesson uh these types of things he can work all things together for good to them that love god psalm 27 1 another psalm of david the lord is my light and my salvation whom shall i fear the Lord is my strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Yeah, amen. Now, there's, I could probably go on for, you know, 10-part study just on these kind of verses. This is just a small sampling. But I think a great small sampling to print out and have in your Bible in, in period, at least like once a week. Or if you feel like you're really like just getting in a negative mindset, go back to the Word of God. And, and, and um, this will help. This will help, guaranteed. Now, here it is. I'm actually doing the broadcast on, on uh, Easter or Ishtar. And um, there was this big thing today where more Muslims went in with backpack suicide bombs and blew up a whole bunch of Christians. We're going to talk about that in a second. Uh, but... I think it's very important to understand what Ishtar or Easter is all about. It's paganism repackaged. Now, I've done teaching on this. I give you the link to it here. Or you can just go on and key in Easter in the uh, keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. But this is the table of contents for the teaching. In this teaching, we will be focusing on the history of Easter, exploring its disturbing, undeniable pagan roots. To be objective, I have endeavored to garner input from not only Christian sources, but also Catholic and pagan sources as well. As you will see, all three sides are in agreement as to Easter's pagan origin and history. There's, there's no disagreement if you look at this it, with any kind of depth from a historical standpoint. We will explore exactly when the holiday of Easter was incorporated into the Roman Catholic Church at the Council of Nicaea in 325 AD. 
whereby this practice then started to permeate and leaven which is a type of sin and leaven is like you put it in dough and it leavens and it right and only a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump it takes a little bit to permeate through the whole batch of dough and make it rise right well that's what it's in reference to permeate and leaven many other branches of christianity a further note we will prove and this to me is such a huge deal breaking how do you explain this we will prove how the date of easter is always determined by the biblically forbidden practice of astrology um, and this is why its date changes every year as a result if this were the true date of the resurrection of jesus christ how could this date change from year to year by up to a month i believe it's determined by it's the second sunday after the pagan holiday of ostara that's how we determine when ishtar is and ostara is different every year it can vary up to a month due to astrological things you know and i'm not talking about astronomy i'm talking about astrological where you're using like um the zodiac signs in a fortune telling type of way that's what we're in reference to here and the bible forbids those practices so how could it change i mean even even xmas even christmas is on december 25th every year it doesn't i mean so from that standpoint you could say well yeah this is when he was born even though we've proven that that can't be even from a biblical standpoint but easter changes i mean it's it varies by up to a month every year how could it if it was the i mean christ was resurrected on a date you know going back you know two thousand years ish or in that in that time frame if we knew the date wouldn't we celebrate it the same day every year well of course we would just like a birth date it'd be set in stone but easter's never set in stone We will also be looking at Easter's, Easter's close ties to pagan the pagan goddess known as Ishtar, which is where Easter gets its name, and the specific associations and practices of Easter, like the Easter Bunny, colored eggs, Lent, Ash Wednesday, hot cross buns, spring break, the Easter ham, wicker Easter baskets, Easter sunrise service, which is nothing more than sun, sun worship, and I got into that in a recent teaching we did on Tammuz, where it's talked about in the Bible, where they were worshiping the sun and mardi gras etc lastly and this is a very important part we will explore why only the king james version translates the greek word pascha to easter instead of passover in acts 12 4 and how this is one of more this is one more proof of the superiority of the authorized king james version because people will say that look the it proves the King James is bad. No, it actually proves the King James is accurate. It proves it's accurate. And I show you why. It's very easy to prove why it translated, translates Passover or Pascha as Easter instead of Passover in that one particular verse. There's a reason for it. So, uh, really cool study. Of course, I'm a little biased because I did it. But Now, the audios from, if you notice, this is from 2007 so wow like 12 years ago um the audios you'll notice aren't as good because i've tried to upgrade my recording equipment through the years and and uh but you can still hear it fine it's all good and i give you the pdf for that teaching it gives you all the the print i even posted that in this in this pdf a link to it the pdf for easter if you want to know more about that or you can just click on the link i give you and it'll take you to the 
actual study. Now, um, that sets the tone well, kind of, because I just wanted to say that before I got into this. This just happened today. Muslim suicide bombers staged savage Easter Sunday attack. Eight explosions, 207 plus dead. They don't really probably even know the real death count totally yet. 500 plus injured today in Sri Lanka, hitting churches and hotels. So at least 207 people were killed and over 500 were injured when suicide bomb blasts ripped through the buildings in Colombo, Sri Lanka, where tourists were eating breakfast and Christian worshipers had gathered for morning mass because it's such a religion of peace. You know, we you see a lot of Christians doing the same thing back to the Muslims, right? No, you never see it. Because the Muslims are demon-possessed vessels of Satan. I pray to God those that can get saved, I pray to God they would. But the people, the Muslims that do this are literal vessels of Satan, carrying out his wishes on planet Earth. And they prove that every single time they do this. And there's most likely hundreds of attacks on Christians every single day. A lot of it never even makes it into the news. And they're given a free pass because they're Islam. A manager at the Cinnamon, Cinnamon Grand, which is, I guess, the hotel that was hit, said the attacker there set off the explosion when the restaurant was full after querying for the breakfast buffet. So he wanted to make sure he killed as many people as possible so he could get his 72 virgins and white-skinned boys in paradise because that's what they're promised, even though all he's going to get is hellfire for eternity. Okay. Now, again, I don't wish him to go there, but... That's what they're promised. And that's the reality of what just happened. A terrorist checked in under a false name and address. Um, Muhammad Azam Muhammad. Oh, I wonder. He, he sounds Irish, right? He was, he was an Irish guy. Maybe, maybe he's Korean. You know? Maybe he's Scottish. What about Scotch-Korean? Maybe he was Scotch-Korean. I mean, with a name like Muhammad Azam Muhammad, I'm sure he wasn't Muslim, right? Um saying he was in the Colombo on business and he was just about to be served when he set off the explosives strapped to his back. Hours after the first six were reported, there were two more fatal blasts in the city, an explosion at a hotel in Diwali, which killed two and another in the flats in Dematagoda, which reportedly killed three police officers and led to arrest, taking these shock, shocking attacks up to eight so this was a calculated mass slaughter, primarily of Christians, or people that would identify as Christians. All of the six explosions this morning, as Christians attended Easter Mass, were carried out by suicide bombers. And it was funny because when you first see the initial news reports, and there's nothing even of like a bunch drudge about this, they're not blaming Islam, you know, because even drudge has to be politically correct. But, um... They're like, they're, the, the police guy's there. He's like, I want justice. We need to find out who did. Oh, I wonder. I wonder. Why can't they just come out and say it's Islam that did it? And we know it. And, you know, I mean, look at their names. They're all suicide bombers with backpacks. A total modus operandi or MO of Islamic jihad devils doing this. Of course it's Islam. Sri Lanka's Minister of Defense said in a press conference, we believe that all the culprits who have been involved in this unfortunate terrorist attack will be taken into custody as soon as possible. They have been identified and they will be taken into custody as soon as... Well, 
the people that blew themselves up aren't going to be identified. There's probably nothing left of them. Do you, I guess you mean their accomplices? He later confirmed seven people had been arrested over the string of deadly blasts. One of them is said to have been stopped in a van transporting explosives to the city. Shocking images from inside one of the churches show bloodied pews, a destroyed roof, and bodies scattered all over the ground as, a, as Easter services planned for the evening of the city were canceled. And then what does the government do? They come in and shut down all social media sites because, see, they want to start establishing this as precedent. They did it in New Zealand. Now they're doing it in Sri Lanka because they want to be able to totally control the narrative and downplay the Islamic portion of it because you can't, even though it's so overtly in your face that this is Islam that did this, they're going to probably downplay it quite a bit if they can. Unless, unless you're dealing with some honest people there that are going to let that truth come out. But then again, the mainstream outlets will probably not run with that portion of it. Social media ban in place to prevent spread of misinformation. Because see, obviously the government knows best and they know what needs to be spread and what doesn't because we could always trust our respective governments right and there's also a night curfew imposed so then mike adams came out today and i don't know i guess god's really gotten a hold of mike adams it seems like because he's really coming out with more and more christian oriented content i think god's shown him that this is a total war of good and evil it doesn't mean i agree with everything he, he says but it seems increasingly he's becoming much more in a radical defense of Christianity than most preachers are. So praise God, praise the Lord Jesus Christ, because it wasn't too long ago, he was not that way. In fact, I was going to even do a study on him saying you got to be really, really careful because, you know, he said some things against the Bible and things of this nature that, and, and then I don't know, it just seems like he's done this 180 where he's become a real defender of the faith so man praise the lord anyway he said in case you haven't heard christian churches are being bombed all over the world today by radical islamic terrorists in sri lanka i mean this came from his health news website okay this wasn't from a christian or from from a ministry put it that way i'm not saying he's not a christian but i mean from a overt ministry um in sri lanka alone there are just there are 207 Christians reported dead so far and 450 plus injured in just one day. This is just days after the burning down of the Notre Dame Cathedral in France. I think that was a directed energy weapon attack. And I sent out an email the other day. When I saw that thing burning from above, it was a perfect footprint of the whole structure burning. And it had the videos that have broken it down. I think have conclusively proved that it was a directed energy weapon attack on the on Notre Dame. Now, granted, I'm not saying Islam didn't want that place burned down, and maybe they had something to do with it. Maybe they came in there and whatever, and then they put directed energy weapons on it to um, finish it off. But that whole thing, there are so many things that stink about the official narrative on that. Last email I just sent out was last night. Got into a whole bunch of links on that if you want to explore that. So if you're not on my email list, go to contendingfortruth.com. Go to the right side. It's all free. I send out two or three a week max, typically. And um, you get on, it's best if you get on both the health and the current event. And um, you can do that for free. 
Okay, so this is just days after burning down the Notre, Notre Dame Cathedral of France, a fire that the media has gone to desperate links to report was not set on purpose by Islamic terrorists. Now they're blaming a com computer glitch, if you can believe that. Across the Middle East and places, and he doesn't even evidently know about the, the dues weapons there, but across the Middle East in places like Syria, Christians are being persecuted by the hundreds of thousands. They are killed, and there's links to all these different things that he's saying, so you can validate it if you like. They are killed, tortured, and run out of their own homes and countries. Even in places like the Philippines, Islamic terrorists have seized entire islands. Because the Philippines is, a, I think, believe thousands of different islands. And they've been seized entire islands in the Philippines and targeted Christians for slaughter. In the United States, Christians are being systematically deplatformed off all social media platforms, including Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube, all of which are now dominated by Satanists who despise Christianity. Yes, they are. This is what I'm really increasingly liking about Mike Adams. He's telling it like it is. He's not sugarcoating it at all. You know, he's not saying, well, they're just, they're just deceived Democrats. No, they're Satanists. They're Luciferians at the top. They always are. They want you dead. And, and you know, he's not sugarcoating. I think it's great. Um, so, again, the Christians are being deplatformed off all social media platforms, including Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and all, all of which are now dominated by Satanists who despise Christianity. At the same time, every single Democrat running for president in 2020 has a record of attacking Christianity and either directly or indirectly supporting the silencing of Christians and Christian principles. Christianity is under attack like never before all across our world, yet the left-wing media pretends it isn't happening instead they claim it's the gays the minorities or the muslims who are under attack and and that the same media now essentially equates belief in god with white supremacist belief systems there is a global war on christianity and those who are waging it are quite literally the minions of satan it's time to call out the satanists what wherever they are found across society running universities, media organizations, and deep state bureaucracies. Satanism is endemic in Hollywood and the music industry, and Netflix has even been overtaken by Satanism, as is now abundantly clear with its hiring of Satanists as consultants for its popular Sabrina show. Now, there's all kind of wicked stuff up on Netflix, okay? Just, they, what I've noticed about them is it's just like they seem to embed wickedness into anything they put out now. If it's any kind of show they're producing or what i don't have it okay but from what i've been exposed to even recently about it it just seems like they're infusing wickedness into everything they're, they're putting out so satanist is consultants for its popular sabrina show that features a teenage witch who worships the devil to gain power in modern society and it's targeted toward teenagers uh, as LifeSiteNews.com reports, in the Netflix show, the Sabrina character is called to sign her name in the Book of the Beast. Now, one of the things that you will be called to do if you're a high-level Luciferian is slice your arm open at the appropriate age, like usually 13, because that's rebellion, and then sign your name in the Book of Death, because Satan always counterfeits what God has, and God has the Book of Life, Satan has the Book of Death, and it's like this sheepskin parchment book that you sign your name in and you've basically sold your soul to satan or whatever made it official not to say you couldn't get saved but um but she's called to sign her name in the book of death there are demons evil spells orgies the show is so satanic it's it's in its feel that the satanic temple evidently religious organization itself is talking about taking legal action 
against the program for allegedly appropriating the copyrighted monument design of its goat of Mendez de deity called Baphomet. Baphomet. Yeah, the goat of Mendez. Beyond just Netflix, all the big tech giants are run by Satanists as well. Wikipedia, for example, relentlessly attacks Christianity and natural medicine, by the way, while allowing pro-Satanism content to dominate its pages. It was founded by Jimmy Wales, a former porn king who uses the power of Wikipedia to bury his own past while allowing the platform to function as a smear engine for pastors, healers, and journalists who promote good instead of evil. See, that's what I mean. At the end of the day, it's always about there's team evil and there's team good. And if you're on Team Good, you're going to be attacked by Team Evil relentlessly. Jack Dorsey, CEO of Twitter, is steeped in evil, demonstrating fascistic tendencies in every decision he makes regarding the deplatforming de of targeted channels. Those banned from Twitter include people who quote Bible scripture. So um, there's a poster here, and it says, and I posted it in the PDF, it says, Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey is a speech supremacist. We've seen this before during the Third Reich. Um, going back to the report, Jack Dorsey personally oversees many of these bands, literally carrying out orders from Satan to silence those who share the word of God. Jeff Bezos, Amazon.com, bans books and movies that tell people the truth about vaccines, America, God, and more. But the same online retailer openly sells satanic books with chapters on teenage Satanists and animal sacrifice. That's what Amazon's doing as reported by natural news and like i said amazon what i what i recommend do i still think you can use them as a source of like if you're going to research a product like okay i'm thinking about buying this i want to know which the best one let's let's say i don't know it's a sweeper or whatever you want to buy a vacuum for your house well you can go up there and find out for the money what is the best bang for your buck and you know how many stars are rated out of five and these are verified purchases most of them and i think in that particular regard it's okay to use as a research tool but i would be very i would try to avoid whenever possible um purchasing things off amazon just because of what we're talking about because of that i understand sometimes it's probably not possible sometimes you you it's you know that's the way they're wanting it to be where it's just more and more impossible to not deal with amazon you know but just as a general rule of thumb there um, okay, so as reported by Natural News, Amazon is happily selling books that promote Satanism, including a book titled Satanism, A Beginner's Guide to Religious Worship of Satan and Demons, Volume 1. Philosophy, published by the Devil's Mark Publishing, because you know you can trust the Devil's Mark Publishing, right? So here's, here's a screenshot of this. Um, it's got 32 customers that have rated four stars. So there you go. Here's a, there's the cover. It's nice um you know it looks like it's got go to mendez on the cover there and i want to i want to see if i can see what's on the cover a little bit better here oh yeah this is nice uh yeah satanism beginner's guide to i'm right on amazon site right now religious worship of satan and demons now this is just a little bit of what they've done and it shows this goat of mendez um yeah it's not it look the cover doesn't even look it looks like it's there's some sexually inappropriate things um this goat thing sitting up and he's got all these looks like mostly women around him adoring him as he's doing a teaching and this is his philosophy and um yeah so there you go for good old amazon doing satan's work and satan's bidding and doing a really good job at 
you know, being a vessel for Satan. Now, here's the table of contents for this book. I'll just read you some of them. First chapter, Satan. Second chapter, Satan and demons, an objective fact of the universe. Third is satanic unity in the Antichrist. Fourth is pact with Satan and his demons. Fifth, the afterlife, which, you know, boy, boy, they're going to have to sugarcoat that one. Because they're going to they're gonna teach you, well, we rule and reign with Satan in hell. <laughs> you know you don't. <laughs> well, that's the biggest lie that, you know, you'll ever hear. Number six, am I a Satanist? Seven, the importance of standing up for yourself and Satan. Next chapter, Satanism, family, and children. Next chapter, teenage Satanists, and then solitary practice versus joining a coven, the lack of honor, loyalty, and respect in the Satanic community. Uh, modern Satanism, Anton LaVey and the Satanic Bible, the use and the label of reverse Christianity, the importance of keeping a magical journal, books on Satanism, daily prayer, marriage, sex, and relationships, and the last chapter is animal sacrifice. So they're teaching how to sacrifice animals, which, you know, I could have swore was illegal, but, you know, what do they care? So Google, and the, the, I give you the table of contents for this in this PDF if you want to check it out. Google is also the pro-Islam and anti-Christian. It is abundantly clear by Google's celebration of Islamic holidays and its suppression of Christian websites, videos, and content. The people who work at Google hate the very idea of God, with many of them, like Ray Kurzweil, believing that machines are God and hoping to one day merge with those machines by claiming to be able to upload their souls to computer chips transhumanism. Because, see, they know deep down that they're going to go to hell. So they're trying to avoid hell. They're trying to put all that off and say, well, I'm just going to upload my consciousness into a machine and therefore I'll never die and therefore I'll never go to hell. It doesn't work that way. All tech giants use the Southern Poverty Law Center and any Christian left-wing hate group as the arbiter of hate speech. And the SPLC hates God, Christianity, and America. So, you know, that's a good thing to, to be the arbiter of something. Something that's totally satanic. Also, the entire abortion industry functions largely as a child sacrifice temple, allowing worshippers of Satanism to carry out demonic rituals under the cover of, quote, women's health. Many Planned Parenthood workers are practicing Satanists, and they pray to Satan as part of their child murder rituals. As one Planned Parent, I've done a whole teaching on this, just key abortion in and contendingfortruth.com in the search bar, and I've done a whole teaching on that subject. One Planned Parenthood director recently admitted to running a, quote, satanic pedophile ring. As, um, and this is um, a former Planned Parenthood director has admitted that the organization is really a front for the satanic pedophile ring in which abortions are seen as demonic rituals. In an interview with the Daily Caller News Foundation, Ramona Trevino revealed that staff members have quotas for abortions so that they can use the aborted fetuses for their sick satanic rituals. So it's out in the open, you know, it's pretty much with, with those with eyes to see, ears to hear and hearts to receive and that, that can dig a little bit. The desire to murder babies in the name of Satan is so prevalent among leftists, uh, Democrats, that the North, that this just happened, the governor of North Carolina, my home state, just vetoed a bill that would require health care for babies born alive after failed abortions. So this sick devil, this, uh, I believe it's Roy Cooper, um, yeah, you can almost hear government Roy, Roy Cooper, Cooper screaming, let him die as he licks his lips to lap up the blood of children murdered in the name of Satan. A short list of institutions which are now run by Satanists who despise God and Christ. Uh, so, Satanism has invaded and infected nearly every institution in modern society. Here's a partial list. The Democratic Party and all Democrats running for president. But let's face it, a lot of Republicans, this is, they're just the other side of the same wicked coin. It's just the Democrats are more overt about it. Now, I'm not saying all 
well, for the Democrats, it's almost getting to the point where, yeah, it's all. But I think with Republicans, you can't be, obviously, as dogmatic. Uh, next, Hollywood, Netflix, Amazon Prime, and all the dominant streaming content producers. This is how Satanism has invaded near every aspect of our society. The pop culture music industry. Amazon, Google, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and all the tech giants. Modern medicine, which feeds on babies, baby parts while pushing vaccines that contain aborted human fetal tissue into every vaccine. Uh, turning, well, not every, but most vaccines into a cannibalism, cannibalism blood ritual. Also, the Vatican and the Pope, who is a direct servant of Satan. I couldn't have said it better. The LGBTQ community, which pushes pedophilia and the destruction of Christianity. Because Christianity teaches that homosexuality is unclean and a sin. But you don't dare mention the epidemic of anal cancer that's spreading across the LGBTQ community like wildfire. Or the fact that their average lifespan is 39 years old. Did you know that? The average lifespan of, a, of I know if it's a... I don't know if you average the lesbians and, and gay men together, but for sure on the gay men, it's 39, 39 years old. So the Bible talks about that the wicked shall not live out half their days. So on average, you know, I think if you take that in concert with the rest of humanity that live a lot longer, well, yeah, their lifespans are greatly, greatly cut down. But you can't talk about that, you know, even though, you know, that's a fact. So yeah, there's an epidemic of anal cancer that's spreading. I wonder if that's God's judgment. Oh, I wonder. You know, I'm, I'm sure that's just a big coincidence, right? That's spreading across the LGBT community like wildfire. Every level of government from local city councils to the federal deep state level in Washington, D.C. Now, granted, again, I'm not saying every single local municipality are, are filled with Satanists, but you've probably got to varying degrees Luciferian Satanists and pagans embedded into those systems, sure. And it's, and it's spreading. Because for the most part, the church is asleep and haven't done their job and haven't been praying or fasting about these types of issues and therefore evil takes over. Because there's a vacuum that's been created, a void that's been created, and wherever you, you create a vacuum or a void, well, evil will always come in to fill it. If Christ isn't going to be there to fill it, if Christianity and righteousness isn't going to be there to fill it, well, then evil will come in to fill it. And it's more than happy to fill it. And that's what's happening. And the Bible predicted that would be the case. The children's book industry, including the Harry Potter series, and that's just one. The global banking cartels, which are all owned and run by pedophiles and blood and child blood harvesters. The institution of science, which has become fanatical and it's pushed to vaccine. Really, it's the medical pharma cartel, uh, which has become fanatical to push the, the vaccine um, children with blood of other children. Well, I think he's talking about, yeah, vaccines contain WI38 and MRC5 cell lines. Those are the aborted cell lines. Now, there's also a new one that I talked about last week, and they've got 27 vaccines right now are currently cultured off aborted babies, but they want to take that up to hundreds. I think what they would really like to do is have all vaccines cultured off aborted babies, maybe change the formulation of all of them so that everybody's getting injected with aborted babies. Um, so... Anyway, we've proven that. All you have to do is get a physician's desk reference and crack it open and just go to these vaccines and it'll tell you right there, method of culturing. It'll say human diploid cell lines. Human diploid cell lines are aborted babies. It's their sanitized way of saying it. And I've went over all this in previous, I think the last two actually, teachings I've done. Also, universities and public schools. And then the open border advocates who need the borders to stay open so that they can continue to traffic human children who are used as sex slaves and 
child sacrifice rituals also they also want that to stay open because of all the drugs that are coming across that are destroying america and the people in it and creating all kind of havoc there um, but they want these children for their sex slaves and child sacrifice rituals by wealthy he's saying democrat donors come on there's a lot of republicans there's a lot of sick people that are on both sides of the fence you know and other sickos like the tech elitists and the science skeptics who keep pushing who push the medical child abuse so what can you do, you do to stay informed and defend the word of god so he says too many churches uh too many churches in america are ter- teaching watered down scripture that's afraid to teach the real word of god i couldn't agree more there are many courageous christian youtube videos on brighteon.com which is his channel the free speech alternative to youtube which yeah that's awesome make no mistake i I don't know about he recommended this one guy but i'm not gonna post him unless i vetted him so um i would say that mike adams is kind of a baby christian right now and so i'm not going to just blank blanketly endorse anybody he endorses because whenever i do that i always get burned because i always inevitably have listeners coming back to me saying did you know this guy teaches this and this and then i'm like oh my word so i have to be accountable for what i'm the content that i'm putting out to whom much is given much is required and i don't want to be a stumbling block before my brother and I've got a lot of responsibility in my hands with this ministry, and I don't want to be a stumbling block before you. That's why a big reason also I did that teaching, the first part of this of this part that we're in right now on worry, fear, and anxiety, because you know, I don't want you to be in that constant state of mind. You know, it's important for me not to be a stumbling block before you. So uh, make no mistake, modern human civilization has over has been overtaken by demonic forces who are at war with god and humanity at least half the population has now been overtaken by demonic influence probably much more oh yeah and are actively working to destroy human life babies etc individual liberty national sovereignty all white people all christians etc but really they want to kill everybody at the end of the day just white people are kind of the first on the agenda um every and i'm not saying they went after black people Okay, they've been doing that. I, I, I get that. I understand that. But it's really, if you look in mass media right now, white people are the, are, the, are the sort. Now, you go 10 years from now, maybe it'll be a different demographic. But anyway, um, every person who promotes infanticide and post-birth abortion, for example, is actually a demon in human form. <laughs> I like the way he's talking. Most preachers won't preach this hard. They won't. They won't say this kind of stuff. They'll be much more politically correct, lest they get the 501c3 exemption taken. They're quite literally no longer human. They are demons pretending to be human. I agree, Mike. I couldn't agree more. Watch all my my all-important counterthink episode to learn the full truth about demons in human form. So he did. I, I listened to most of it. I really couldn't argue with very much that he said. I'm like, I'm not gonna play it here. It's like 40 some minutes, but yeah, you can listen to it, sure. I mean be prepared both physically and spiritually according to some we have already entered the end times well definitely and we are watching the rise of the demonic left and soon the antichrist the antichrist will pretend to be a global messiah who promises to heal the world and end, and end war and conflict in truth he is the embodiment of lucifer um and he will deceive billions into following him as he leads humanity toward destruction absolutely even many christians will be fooled and will surrender their souls to his influence the Bible says if it were possible, they, meaning the false prophets, the, who are going to be pointing to the Antichrist, they shall deceive the very elect. And when 
Satan come or when the Antichrist comes with the false prophet, they're going to deceive the whole world primarily through their signs and lying wonders and miracles. So remember Jesus said a wicked and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign. If that's what you're seeking primarily to validate yourself as a Christian, that is not good. A wicked and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign. Now, I'm not saying God can't give you a sign. I'm not saying that he can't do that. But if that is your primary source of Christianity, like it is for many Catholics, where they're just going from Lady of Medjugorje to the whatever, Lady of Guadalupe, and all this garbage, and all these signs and lying signs and wonders, man, you're on a very bad road doing that. So be careful in that. Watch for more signs of the emerging mark of the beast, the global persecution of Christians, and the rise of the global government. These are all signs that the end game is approaching. Okay, so the next report is um, entitled Treason. Does Trump know the internet is being transferred to the UN and the European Union? New regulations put globalists in charge of the web. Now, this is from Alex Jones, who's been a consistent homer for Trump meaning, you know, typically always really super pro-Trump no matter what he does. But I think some of the people are starting to finally see the light regarding what's going on. Now, this by itself could just totally, I mean, I'm not saying God is not bigger than this, but this by itself, if left unchecked, could totally be the ultimate reason for, you know, this ministry being wiped off the net and any other alternative media or any other good ministries on the internet this right by itself and again this is one of the myriad of things that trump is doing nothing about and by his silence i view that as complicity because he's doing nothing about all the stuff that the big tech giants are doing to shut us all down he's saying very little oh yeah he did the executive order with the thing with the college um you know but what about all the other stuff that's going on you know and, and just all the stuff we've covered with Trump, I am more convinced every single week that, that he is on Team Evil because his actions are proving that. And actions speak louder than words. And a tree is known by its fruit. And you're only getting one side if you even watch the alt, like Fox News and the ones that are all still pro-Trump, like with the Q movement and these types of You're only going to get one side of the story. They're not going to ever talk about all the other evil stuff that he's doing, that I've documented. They just ignore that like it doesn't exist. So they're no better than the other news organizations that only ever report on like stuff they've made up about Trump. They're really no better because both of them are totally, there's no balance in either of them. So let's go ahead and play this. And uh... All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is the verboten broadcast for a reason. We'll tell the truth no matter how hard, and let the chips fall where they may. Did you know that President Trump is engaging in treason? Did you know that President Trump is selling out America, the West, our sovereignty, the Renaissance, and the great hope we have to try to lead the planet in a good direction towards a pro-human future that goes beyond the stars? That's right, President Trump is dealing a death blow to not just our country, but to free peoples all over the world. President Trump is allowing the destruction of the internet. Yep. In fact, even Mainline News says this will kill the open and free internet as we know it. I'm gonna show you news articles admitting that. 
I'm going to show you even the head EU bureaucrats admitting it. I'm going to show you Russia talking about it. I'm going to show you the inventor of the Internet talking about it. Now, I want to be clear. I'm not going to sit here and give Trump a bunch of accolades about the great job he's done on 100 fronts. That's good. And I believe Trump means well and has incredible stamina and is amazing. But that said, yeah, he signed an executive order a few weeks ago to cut and dry the campuses, the, the state-funded colleges, public-funded colleges. They're not allowed to discriminate against uh, speech or politics or race or anything. And Trump says, we're going to strip your federal funds if you do that. That's good. But let me tell you something. I've been watching this. I've been tracking this, Mr. President. And if you don't do this, everything else goes out with the bathwater. Remember four years ago, seven days before Obama gives away the Internet and national security. That's Forbes. Now, they didn't give total control of ICANN and the domain names and the registries to the U.N., but they gave partial control. They made a deal. So, see, does Trump know this is happening? Probably not. I don't buy it. But see, I don't buy it. I mean, we can just carry that whole same line of thinking and narrative across to all the other stuff that I've been reporting on now for months about Trump regarding what's going on at the border, regarding this legislation he signed that allows anybody to come here and, and essentially claim amnesty and just tell them, give them lip service that, you know, I'm going to sponsor an unaccompanied minor, even though I don't even have one with me now. And therefore that grants them citizenship. He signed that. He did that. He's the one pushing for 5 and 6G like no other president ever has. There's all the stuff he's doing. And we have to get to a point where we say, well, he doesn't know it. He doesn't understand why he just put all these wicked people around him, surrounded himself with all these deep state devils. Oh, no, he never knew any of this. He's as innocent as a kitten. He's not. No, because he's Trump. He's a businessman. He really doesn't know what he's doing. I don't buy it. I don't buy it anymore. I didn't buy it really from the beginning. I was hoping for the best, but preparing for the worst, and he's done enough, and I think I've shown enough in my, my previous teachings to this to know that he's fully on board with this, and that he's being given orders, and he's carrying those orders out to a T. Now, whether he's been um, compromised, whether he's been taken over, whether he was always wicked or evil, whether he is some type of clone, I don't know. I don't know. But he is fully on board with Satan's agenda. That I do know at this point deal was made and now they're just going along with the original deal even though the u.s didn't completely sign on to it if you go back and review the deal obama had four or five years ago it's the exact plan and that's why we come to these articles why is zuckerberg bloomberg ask reuters ask washington post even ask why is Zuckerberg so relaxed about UK online speech rules? And it goes on to say it's going to end free speech, but it's going to give him monopoly control. It's going to give him liability control. He doesn't need Section 230 anymore to say he's not a publisher. He can be a publisher and control content and be given liability protection. Something all the thousands of newspapers and TV stations, including InfoWars, won't have, but he'll have. This is big tech eating journalism. That, that's even in a headline today. From the establishment is, why are, why, are the, why are newspapers and TV stations letting big tech eat them? Why is Trump allowing that? Because of the lobbyist and the complexity and 
when Trump gets something, he understands it and does the right thing. Like, our borders are wide open. 100,000 people every few weeks are coming in. A lot of them are criminals. They're being shipped to mainly red states to turn them blue. Just to make the Democrats stop, ship those people because we don't have any courts left. They're overwhelmed or any jails. That's why people, why is Trump releasing them? Don't have the money. Don't have the funding. Lies, the lies, and more lies. He doesn't see, again, he's, Jones is totally either in the dark or uneducated on the subject as well because he had the guy on from Alipac. He wasn't the one interviewing him. It was one of the guys in the fourth hour that interviewed him. Guy came on, you never heard from you never heard from Ali Pack again. And he proved and he went over all the things that Trump did to let all these illegals in and all the other stuff, how he hasn't ended to catch and release directives and all the other stuff he's been doing. Trump is fully complicit. He is the main reason that what is going on, on the border now, just from that legislation alone, which incentivized millions and millions and millions to come here. He's fully on board with it. He knows what he's doing. And you know, I, I don't I don't agree with Jones at all with what he's saying right now. Oh, no. Unless he becomes really the commander in chief, he could he could still do something. Sorry, that could. other emergency he did that was just a law enforcement emergency, but a, a real national emergency. He could, but so far he hasn't. And so the courts are ordering him released. Well, let's release him in Cory Booker's district or in California. Yeah, that's a real great solution. We'll just bring him into the sanctuary cities because Trump's so, he's really going again. That's what he wants everybody to think. See, this is the window dressing that he puts out there about every week or so or every other day or so to, to, to kill, still keep his base believing he is a righteous person. Meanwhile, he's doing all this other wicked stuff that the, that the conservative media will not report on or people like Jones, for the most part, will not report on. He's doing all this wicked stuff. But the moment he does something where it apparently it seems like he's bowing up to the establishment, everybody's like cheering him on. Yeah, bring him in. The, do you realize the net effect of that is they're still in this country? They're in sanctuary cities and they're still taking over the country. They're still here and they're not going anywhere and they could just leave those sanctuary cities anytime they want. The net effect is still the same. They're all here. So what good is that? What what real good is 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 his game plan of bringing them into sanctuary cities they need to be repelled and repulsed at the border the legislations need to be changed where they just can't step one foot on our soil claim amnesty and say i'm going to sponsor an unaccompanied minor and then here's all the goodies here's your voter registration here's all here's all the government benefits here's all the goodies meanwhile we've got veterans and a lot of our own citizens homeless dying in the streets and they're whisked away to concentration camps or only god knows where disappeared I've reported on that many times. That's what's going on. With Governor Newsom. Oh, they're like, oh, that's dangerous. Don't do that. My God, that's terrible. We can't take all these people. Oh, really? But they're coming into the country. You just don't want them targeting you. So, so I get what Trump's doing. It's all theater. But on this subject, why is Zuckerberg so relaxed? Because big tech wrote these rules with the EU. They're like, oh, don't throw me in that briar patch, Merkel. Oh, don't throw me in that briar patch, Theresa May. Oh, don't throw me in that briar patch, Macron. Don't throw me in that briar patch when it's exactly what they want, a merger of big tech with governments and others to be the filters and the arbiters of anything and everything that can be done. And it's extrajudicial, it's extra lawful, and it's usurping due process, it's usurping the courts, 
It's usurping everything. That's what the, we're seeing in this age of big corporations is take the medical cartel. A lot of great doctors, a lot of great medical breakthroughs, but the corporations running it want total power. So they got laws passed in the 80s that vaccines don't have to get approved and have no liability and are immune. And so they become nightmarishly poisoned and bad. And it's just like governors all over are passing laws where you can keep a baby alive after it's born and sell its organs because we're saying the baby doesn't count. We're not counting it as alive in some legalese. It's all legalese. So big tech's in a power grab. Medical systems are in a power grab. Why is Zuckerberg so relaxed about UK speech online? And you read it, it's because he's being given liability protection for a total takeover. Europe looks to remold internet with new copyright rules where even linking to a story is illegal. Memes are illegal. Everything must be pre-approved through big tech filters. Oh, 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 wait for it. By the big five media social networks. They are the filters that decide through government agreement and through government and Southern Poverty Law Center and Media Matters interface, they will decide what can go out and what can't. Not just on the big platforms, but on your own website. What did a famous conservative say to Matt Drudge three years ago that made him come to this office and warn you right in the studio? He said, it's over. They plan to use copyright in the EU to regulate the Internet. And because our government won't regulate it, it creates a vacuum and the EU will regulate it. That's what I keep saying. Mr. President, you're a nationalist, a constitutionalist, a free market purist. I get it. So am I. But if you're a country of 330 million next to the EU and others of even more in China of a billion, 500 million, and they're expressing authoritarian control over the internet here and over companies here and making them adopt their systems of control and censorship and arresting dissidents, if you don't come in and prohibit and say you're not going to do that, then it lets those companies standardize that. So again, by standing down, by the abdication that's taking place, we're allowing that vacuum that's bringing this in. Here it is. German Data Privacy Commissioner says Article 13 inevitably leads to filters which inevitably lead to an Internet oligopoly, a handful of corporations controlling all information as the filter for government. That's all this is, is big tech being pecked on the head by big government to merge with them in total control. And Zuckerberg is up there ready to get married right now. Who's pitching? Who's catching? I think Zuckerberg's catching, folks. Republicans say Obama administration is giving away the Internet. Remember that way back then? Well, that's what President Trump's doing. So do I want to get the president's attention? You're right, I do. This is a live feed. We're going to post this video later at Infowars.com. Treason? Question mark? Does President Trump know he's handing control of the Internet over to the EU, the UN, and China? Because it's really happening, and it's all here for everyone to see. It's all confirmed and all the censorship. Remember Zuckerberg two years ago sent a hot mic with Merkel of Germany? She says, I don't like people criticizing open borders and Islamic invasion. He goes, relax, we're going to fix that soon. And we know what the fix is. We've seen it. We know what this tyranny looks like. So we have to put pressure on Trump and talk radio and C-SPAN and members of Congress to say, do you understand? We get, you can have judges argue all day that our government can't regulate the internet. 
But if the Internet's becoming a regulator for the CHICOMs and the UN and the EU and radical Islam and working with all these Islamic countries to arrest Christians and kill them, you're damn right we've got a stake because these big tech companies have become cartels of any mafia that'll pay them that they work for and are intelligence crises and, and national security threats to not just a country but to the people of the planet so yeah uh we're I mean, again that could literally be as far as for ministries online that is most likely the night that's coming where no man can work now regarding the internet at least um well they'll have total control over everything so um it's just one more thing to add to the long list of the thing that either Trump is doing or not doing, that he should be doing. It's all window dressing, all these arguments between the left and Trump and the, the ongoing Mueller thing. It's just theater to keep us all, you know, thinking that there's one side that's righteous and there's one side that's, they're all working together at this point. Uh, New Mexico governor attacks citizen border patrol. After 1,800 illegals cross in 24 hours, United Constitutional Constitutional Patriots trigger, which is a militia group, trigger Democrats by handing illegal immigrants to Border Patrol. Just days after the Border Patrol apprehended 1,800 illegal immigrants in one day, okay, just one day, the government of New Mexico and the ACLU are criticizing a citizen group patrolling the border. New Mexico's Democratic Governor Michelle Luan told the New York Times, quote, it should go without saying that regular citizens have no authority to arrest or detain anyone. Oh, no, even if they're here illegally. Yeah, they can't do anything. They, we just have to let them pour over the borders, what you're saying, because that's accomplishing your satanic agenda in the New World Order that Trump's totally signed off for. She also said it's completely unacceptable that migrant families might be menaced or threatened in any way, shape, or form when they arrive at our boat. But they can menace us. They can bring all their crime, all their diseases. They can bring the terrorists and all the all the other things that they're bringing with them. The embedded soldiers and the embedded Chinese and these types of things and Africans and these types. They could do that all day long. But we cannot do anything to resist any of that, is what she's saying. Meanwhile, the ACLU... Of New Mexico sent a letter to, letter to Governor Grisham and Attorney General Hector Balderas on Thursday asking for the group of patriots voluntarily patrolling the border to be investigated. So they're doing this on their own dime, on their own time, but they need to be investigated. Oh, it gets worse. So then, like the next day, this same militia catches 300 illegal aliens. They caught them, okay? The FBI then arrests the leader of this group in New Mexico. So that's how they got rewarded for being a good citizen patrol militia where the, where the Constitution says that we should have a, well, a good and well-regulated militia. Okay. The FBI turns around evidently the next day and arrests the leader of the group. Because see, we've got to keep the borders open. Trump is demanding it with the legislations he signed and the things he's not doing. All the Democrats and a lot of the Republicans are on board with us. The Border Patrol is being, you know, taught, just bring them in. They'll claim amnesty. All they have to do is say they're going to sponsor an unaccompanied minor, according to the legislation Trump signed, 224A, I believe. And, uh, 
we'll bring them inland we'll bring them into the camps the camps will be overflowed we'll just bust them inland and drop them off and let them go their merry way the fbi on saturday said it had arrested larry hopkins the leader of an armed group that is stopping um illegal aliens after they crossed the U.S.-Mexico border into Mexico. The arrest came two days after the ACLU accused the group of illegally detaining migrants, and the New Mexico's Democratic governor, Michelle Luan Grisham, ordered an investigation. And my question is, where is Trump's outrage over this? Over the fact that these patriots did a good thing by detaining these 300 illegal aliens until the Border Patrol could get there. It wasn't like they, you know, gut shot them. But no, 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 we're going to arrest the leader and then we're going to make sure we investigate everybody in here because, you know, we got to keep these borders open and we cannot have citizen patrols doing anything righteous and slowing down the flow of of children for sex trafficking and pedophilia and all the drugs coming in and all the terrorists coming in and all the drug cartels and all these embedded troops that are here and all the diseases. We can't slow that down. We have to have that. And if we don't make an example out of this group, who knows how many others might show up. That's what's going on here. And Trump's fully on board with all this. Then PayPal blacklists this United Constitutional Patriots after they help catch these 300 illegal aliens. So now they're taking away their funding. PayPal is. Meanwhile, more than 10,000 illegals in the U.S. are from terrorist countries right now that they know about you could probably double quadruple or whatever that number and ex-obama border patrol these are all separate reports i put out in my uh email i sent out yesterday ex-obama border patrol chief now this is ex-obama so this is like the bottom of the barrel he says immigration crisis is worst in the history of the country and that's coming from a i'm sure very very liberal viewpoint then, another report, hundreds of Central American migrants walk through Mexico in the latest caravan making its way to U.S. as border agents capture 1,800 illegal aliens in just one day. We, we already heard about that. So, um, I'm going to go ahead and end part one here, and we will go to part two next. God bless you. Scott Johnson's 1,000-plus audio teachings and PDF documents are available for free 24-7 on the internet at contendingfortruth.com. That's C-O-N-T-E-N-D-I-N-G-F-O-R-T-R-U-T-H dot com. In addition, we also offer a free Christian current event and health email newsletter. You can sign up at contendingfortruth.com. These email newsletters typically only generate about three to six emails per month if you subscribe to both lists. Please prayerfully help us to continue this work. For mail correspondence or to support this ministry, our mailing address is Scott Johnson, 2359 Highway 70, Southeast, number 321, Hickory, NC, 28602. Or on the internet, a PayPal donation link can be found at contendingfortruth.com. Thank you and may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.